Hello, 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 people of God. This is Anne from Teachers Dan. How are you all doing? I hope you're good. Praise the Lord. If you're not, the Spirit of the Lord will strengthen you, and all things will eventually work together for your good. I know that times are hard, but with Jesus on your side, you'll definitely pull through. So today's a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to talk to us about... Um, Something I titled the will of God. It would have been your will, thy will, O God, be done. But I'll just say the will of God. Um, I was just sitting here today and just having a very wonderful conversation with God. And I heard the Lord just tell me something very powerful and magnificent. And I just thought to share. And that word he shared with me was... The reason why most marriages are are a little bit upside down, I don't want to use the word chaos because it's not that bad for some, but for some, for most actually, I know for for certainty, uh, for most, um, our marriages are in a chaos. I said once that um, every marriage is a battle. So for single ladies who are going to be getting married, one thing you have to quickly understand is every marriage you're going into is a battle. This is why it's very important for us to pray about our marriages. But most, most people actually, well, some people do. Some people pray about their marriages. But usually when we pray about our marriages, I think what we pray about is a marriage that will give us peace, a marriage that will make us happy, nice guy who's working, nice girl who's working, who can take care of the kids, blah, 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 and all. It's usually basically about what we want, what we want our marriages to look like. You already have a role model, you have an icon who you're looking up to, and that's that's exactly how you want yours to turn out. You know, you know, maybe you've already seen a little bit of excesses in theirs, and then you say, Oh, okay, but I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want this, I don't want that. But I like that my husband be cute, I like that he's rich, I like that we have our own car, I like that in our own home, it's like this and it's like that. So when we are praying, we pray for our marriages towards our own ideas which is not really pleasing to the Lord. So the Lord says that most of our problems comes from us just praying our will, praying our desires, just like every other thing in your life. When you pray for your marriage, you should pray that the will of the Lord be done. So you ask the Lord this question mentally, Father, what is it that you want from my marriage? The children. Is it the children? Is it the companionship between my husband? What, you know, for everything that the Lord is putting together, there's usually, there's supposed to be an end result. That's my point. There's supposed to be an end result. So before you go into marriage, your question should be, Lord, what do you want to get out of this marriage? Because I know that this is why some people, people living in the world say this, your God, you people, your God just wants everything and he wants everything and he wants everything. Wait, God, well, the thing is that God is a king and in this kingdom, the goodness of God is judged by the greatness of his people and his kingdom in general. So if you're asking God for anything, you should ask him for his purposes 
for his purposes. There are several parts of the Bible. Matthew 6, 10 tells us about the will of God. When, when you're praying, the Lord's Prayer, he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. As it is in heaven. So most of the times when we're praying, we only remember to pray the will of God when it comes to us saying the Lord's Prayer. But when it comes to other aspects of our lives, do we genuinely seek for the will of God. When you and your husband are together, are you both talking about what God wants out of the marriage? So your husband knows his role to fulfilling God's purposes for this marriage. You as a woman, you know your role to fulfilling God's purposes in the marriage. Now, let me tell you something else the Lord said to me. He said to me, whatever it was that you were planning while you were single, while you were single, excuse me, whatever it was you were planning while you were single, the moment you get married, the both of you come together, ask, well, these are some of the things that you should have settled before you had gotten married. So then you'll be able to identify what the sacrifices you'll be making are. So if you know what sacrifices you're going to make, you will then wait. When you weigh that sacrifice, Will it be good for you? Will it be convenient for you? If it's not going to be good or convenient for you, stay single. Because I remember telling us that the reason for marriage, one of the major reasons for marriage, besides companionship, procreation, and all of that, marriage is the avenue where God shows us the kind of love relationship that Jesus has with the church. Jesus is constantly sacrificing for the church. It is a church out of its stubbornness that is not sacrificing for Jesus. But when we come into that relationship, Christ and the church, the church is supposed to sacrifice. That's why Jesus in his word tells us to die daily, carry your cross daily. So there's a dying, which is a sacrifice. So when you are married, there's a sacrifice has to be made. Now, if before you get married, you both don't sit down to talk about what you guys want out of the marriage, being that what you're talking about as your will is also the Lord's will, then you shouldn't be getting married at all. But if you have eventually talked about it, you both need to weigh. And sometimes people are not truthful. That's why it's very important. That's why you see when they say you get into a marriage whole, Going into a marriage hall means you know the will of God for your life. It's possible God has also been talking to you about what he wants out of your own marriage. You see, as a woman who knows what she wants, you are... Now, what you want is not... I don't I don't want to talk about the way people are thinking these days. I'm telling you things from the Lord's perspective. Now, as a woman, when you know what you want, knowing what you want is knowing what God's want, God wants. So when you know what God wants, the kind of man you're looking for is the one that is going to fulfill that purpose which God spoke to you about in private. And believe me, God has a way of confirming his words. So if what God has spoken to you in private, this man comes to you and cannot confirm the words that he has spoken to you in private, he's not the man for you. But the thing is, so many young girls don't know what God is telling them. 
because they're not asking, they're not seeking, they're just pursuing their own agenda. So many of us have gotten into marriages that are not of the will of God. I said in my work with God, I have found that I have found this out. There's so many people who are married, have no business being married. In fact, before the eyes of God, they're really not a couple. And there are some people who are not married. And before the eyes of the Lord, they are married. I don't know how you take it, but that's the truth. That is the simple truth. This is how it's working with God. And then for so many of us, because you see the truth of the matter is that there are so many people on this earth who are not human beings. And then some of God's children have chosen to get, to get married to demons. Oh, demon possessed human beings. Satan's agents. Now you are praying and praying and praying more than you should pray and pray and pray. When God has other agenda for you, you are praying on this one individual. This one individual that you shouldn't have been involved in in the first place, let alone get married. So I just pray that the Lord will give you understanding as I'm speaking these words and telling you the things that I'm saying. But you see, that's just it. That is just the simple truth. We are all supposed to do things according to the will of God. In this kingdom, we do things according to the will of God. Now, peradventure, you got married without asking the Lord his will. And then now you're married. It's not too late. You can always pray kneel down and start from where you are and trust God who is merciful, mighty, and great, gracious in all his ways. He will always be able to work with you from wherever you are. From wherever you are. After all, how old was Abraham? 75. And he told him, he said, Abraham, from where you are, look to the skies and count them. If you can count the stars, that's the number of your generation. And Abraham couldn't count. And he was 75. So let's not put any limitations on God. No matter how old you are, no matter where you're starting from, no matter where you say, okay, this is a point where I want to make the U-turn. I want to make a turnaround. God can always meet you from there. So if at this stage of your life, by reason of you listening to this audio, this podcast, you decide that, okay, I am going to change. I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn around. And begin to ask the Lord for his will so that I can begin to do his will. From where you are, the Lord will work with you. And you gradually begin to experience the peace that you haven't experienced in a while. Instead of shattering into pieces when your husband speaks to you or when your wife speaks to you. Remember again, young people who are not married, you should go into a marriage with someone who has confirmed what the Lord has been telling you, you in secret. So if Debbie wants to get married to David, before you get married to David, make sure when you sit down and have a conversation with David, why do you want to get married? So what is it about you getting married? If you get married today, what will be the plans? Or when you're listening to everything David is saying, Debbie, if half of the things he's saying is not in connection with anything that the Lord has been telling you in private, David is not the man you should be with. So forget every other beautiful thing you could see. You'll suffer when you're with David. This is the reason why, why most marriages are suffering. So I just want to encourage us 
So let us do the will of God. And remember that to do God's will, we actually do not have the power to do his will. It takes the grace of God to be able to do his will. We need God to strengthen us to do his will. I want to read us something from uh, Hebrews chapter 13. Now, Hebrews chapter 13, I'm going to start from verse 20, but I would, the emphasis is really in verse 21. And it says, now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete wholeness, complete in every good work to do his will working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. It's all about God's will. The only time the Lord records you doing a good work is when you're doing his will. His will. That's why they ask, what, 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 what does it mean to be good in this kingdom? To be good in this kingdom is to do God's will. To be good in this kingdom is to do God's will. Now, if we can just align with God's will in our marriages, even though we're sacrificing and doing, um, giving a lot, you will still have peace because this God gives peace. He, according to verse 20, he said, Now may the God of peace, may the God of peace, and it is the will of God to give you peace, to give you peace. So begin to ask the Lord, don't, don't, be, don't be selfish with your prayers. Don't be selfish with your prayer. Even if your husband today is being nasty or your wife is being nasty, you're not happy in the marriage. Why not calm down and ask God, you know, pray for the way you pray for a sinner outside and say, Father, I pray that this man repents and turn from his wicked ways and turn to you so that you can have your son back learn. It's not always about you. It's not always about your husband. It's about Jesus. So if your husband is misbehaving, why not pray, Lord Jesus, teach your son to be your bride again. Teach your son to turn to you. Let him repent so that he can serve you all the days of his life because it is only a child of God that can be a good husband to you. Same thing goes for the men. Pray that your wife will turn from her wicked ways and serve God, not serve you, not be a better wife for you, but be a better woman for God. One that God can look up, for, look down from heaven and say, oh, that's my child. That's what you want God to do. So you pray to God to work on his child to make them better people for his glory, his kingdom. How does it really, really have nothing to do with you? I pray we understand this. I pray we get the big picture because at the end of the day, it's not about me. God is going to judge me as a wife. But what is it truly? What does it truly mean to be a wife? I'm here to take care of this man so that he fulfills God's purpose. And this man is supposed to be here to help me fulfill God's purpose. So imagine both of us coming together. We making sure that we both fulfill God's purposes. So marry someone whom God has spoken to you about. That together you both will fulfill his purposes. I hope we get it. I hope we get it. It's all about doing God's will. So imagine if you've not been doing God's will before you got married. Oh, 
oh, marriage is going to be, it's going to be more difficult. If you haven't been able to do the will of the Lord, live the way God wants us to live, talk to people because God asked you to talk to people, take jobs because God said, this is the job you should take, do things because God said it, it will be very hard to do anything for God in marriage. I just pray that this blesses you. I pray that this gives you understanding because for us to have happy marriages, for us to live well, we need God's wisdom. And God's wisdom is fear, fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is to do his will. Now, do you get it? Fear of the Lord is to do his will. So I pray that God will give us understanding so that you can begin to pray his will into your home so that you can begin to enjoy peace. May God grant you peace in your marriage and may God give you the wisdom that is required to have a successful marriage. Before I go, I want to read you something from 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Now, this is a confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15 says, And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Why do you have the petitions that you have asked of the Lord? Because you are asking according to his will. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord protect you. And may the Lord give you understanding. I pray that your marriage will begin to work according to his will. I pray that your life too will begin to glow according to his will. Because when you begin to do things according to his will, God himself becomes your defense. He becomes your defense. He will take it upon himself to see that you prosper. But if you decide to do you, he will step back and let you do you. And let's see how far you can take you. Have a good day. This is Anne from Teacher's Den. Listen to the rest of my podcast. It's right there. If you're an iPhone, if you have Apple Podcasts, then I'm right there. Just go to my He Teacher's Den, check out the uh, my page, and you will see all of the podcasts that I have done. Over 70 of them, you can listen to them. And um, anywhere, anywhere, even if you're on Google Overcast, You'll find me there. I will keep uploading and uploading as the Lord keeps speaking. May the Lord bless you. Please remember to share with your friends. Share the link with your friends, especially those who are married. And also those whom you are praying for to have good marriages and not make the same mistake that our elders made. Have a good day, y'all. This is Anne from Teacher's Den. Bye-bye.